630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. 4-0 Calgary leading Columbus early in the third period. Most recent goal scored by Elias Lindholm. His 14th of the season, 30 seconds into the third. Sharks lead the Capitals 2-1, five minutes into the third after two. Toronto up 3-2 on Anaheim, but the Leafs dominating up 31-11 in shots. So John Gibson keeping the Ducks alive in that game. John Tavares has a goal for the Leafs. Blackhawks lead Detroit 4-2, eight minutes left in the second period. It was 4-0 Chicago after one, so Detroit keeping hope alive there. Bruins and Avalanche coming up at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. Oilers tomorrow against the Predators. That's on 6.30, Chet. Furnace Family Oilers Hockey, 5.30 for the face-off show. The game will start at 7. Kyle Turris onto the taxi squad. Ilya Konovalov assigned to the Bakersfield Condors. We shall see if Zach Hyman is able to return for the game tomorrow night, which would be uh, another much-needed boost to the Oilers, who got Ryan Nugent Hopkins back last night, and he played pretty well. Set up Leon Dreisaitl for a beauty in the third. That tied it up, and then McDavid won it in overtime. And uh, we'll get a look from the Predators side of things with a friend of the show, Hal Gill's going to check in between 7.30 and 8. He's always fun to talk to. So the Edmonton Elks uh, have been busy. New president earlier this week, uh, Chris Jones, signing a lot of players, James Wilder Jr. a couple of days ago, and uh, a bunch of guys today. And two names really stand out. They're both receivers. Emmanuel Arsenault and a Darius Bowman. If you follow the CFL at all, you know those guys were pretty good in their prime. You may also know Dave Campbell. They haven't played in the CFL recently. <laughs> Since when? What, what, what's the last season for the... Because Bowman's... Like, we talked to Bowman the day the Elks brought Jones back for some contest. Yes. And he's yes. uh, he's was in the United States doing camps and coaching. Like, he, he was retired, retired, retired. Like, we weren't talking retired, about a comeback. Yeah. He retired, uh, what was it, October? What did my tweets say earlier? Uh, one second here. October 17th, 2019. That is when Bowman officially retired from the CFL and pro football. And his and so, last season, his last season was 2018. Remember, he split the year with the, with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and the Montreal Alouettes. Okay, so what now? We we know a Darius Bowman in his prime was outstanding. Three time CFL All Star. He was uh, in Edmonton from 2011 to 2017. I guess one of those years was shortened by a pretty serious injury. But, like, he was outstanding. He had over 1,700 yards in one season. He was mm-hmm. a big part of why they won the Grey Cup in 2015. He was big in that game. Um, but I, obviously they're going to be like, you know, you see some jokes on Twitter, like when are they bringing back Bruce Lemmerman or Brian Kelly? So, <laughs> so, so what, 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 now, and I got a lot of respect for Darius Bowman. So what, what is, what do you think is going on here with, with Chris Jones and this, this thinking? Uh, before I try to explain this, uh, the uh, line of the day comes from my broadcast partner, good friend, Morley Scott, who texted me and said, I went for a nap and woke up in 2016. So I think that's the sentiment of a lot of people today. Um, right. I'm honestly, okay. So how many times have you had me on 
this our show here, and I I'm able to explain with with relative ease why something happened, even though it was maybe a difficult decision or maybe it wasn't a difficult decision. Buddy, I'm telling you, I'm struggling with this one. <laughs> I'm going, okay. So, what could possibly be the the reasoning, the rationale here? He's 36 years old. Is a Darius Bowman? He'll be 37th on July 10th. He and I share the same birthday, and we also share 49 touchdowns in the CFL. Um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, He's obviously someone that is going to come in and knows the community extremely well. He's going to be able to connect to the fan base. He's going to be able to relate to the fan base. The fan base will be able to relate to him. Uh, you know, you you know, and I know he's in shape. He's not probably not in football shape, but he's in shape. Um, can he play at a high level for 18 games and playoffs? That's a grind if you're, you know, 36, 37 years old. So we'll see. I mean, he's 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 in shape. I believe that, you know, and I, I don't know. Like, is there something that could lead to something else here? You know, okay, so you're a player in today and or maybe for this season and maybe there's a role you can have with the organization. Is this the way it, a Darius Bowman kind of gets, you know, kind of, you know, you know what the dream is. I mean, we had him on the day they signed Chris Jones as a head coach and GM, and he sounded very interested in coming back. Uh-oh. Dave, we've lost you. Kellen, get Dave on the phone. This is terrible. <laughs> we've uh, we got to reconnect with Dave. Oh, he's back. Okay, sorry. We, we all garbled out partway through that answer. So he's, so he's in shape and all that kind of stuff, and, and you know, now he's coming back. Yeah, so you got me now? I'm okay now? We got you now, buddy, yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah, so we know he's in shape. We know that, uh, you know, he's he's going to be able to come in and, and connect to the fan base and, and connect connect to the community and, and vice versa. I mean, he's, to me, he's a lock for the Hall of Fame. He's a lock for the Hall of Honor. Okay, we got to get Dave on the phone, Kellen. We got we got to get Dave on the phone because this is uh, the internet is letting us down. Why did anybody either bother inventing the internet? It never works. It's no good for anything. Yeah, Bowman broke into the CFL in two thousand eight. He played for Saskatchewan half a season. Played with Winnipeg in nine and ten, and he came to Edmonton in twenty eleven. It was twenty twelve. He uh, suffered a, an injury early in the season, only played two games, came back partway through 2013, 2014, uh, big year, 1,400 receiving yards, great cup champion in 2015, 1,300 yards in the uh, regular season and very good in the playoffs as well. Almost had over 100 yards a game in 2016, 1761 in the 17 games he played. So, So is this like, okay, like maybe he's not, guaranteed a spot on the team but he knows jones and he's a, a mentor or like I, I don't know well we may not have dave this is turning out to be the mystery part of the show do we have dave or not it's a new feature here on inside sports tell you what uh, let's take a break and get it all set up and then we'll talk more about the elks news today inside sports on jet
he drops back, looks, he scores, going to the end zone, touchdown, Adarius Bowman in the end zone, and here's Mike Riley, takes the drop, waits, he throws, and he's going deep, he's got a man deep downfield, Adarius Bowman, oh, oh my what? goodness, what a catch by Adarius Bowman, you won't see many better than that, Bowman went up in the air, two hands on the football, came down hard and hung on to it, what a catch by Bowman. All right, so there's some of uh, Bowman's work in green and gold as uh, Dave Campbell and I discussed some uh, kind of surprising signings by the Edmonton Elks today. So we were going over Darius Bowman coming back. Dave hasn't played in the CFL since 2018. And then what about what about Manny Arsenal? I, I mean, again, in, in his prime, uh, an amazing player, but uh, 34 years of age and uh, yeah. I believe in arena football most recently. Yeah, that's Indoor right. Football, sorry. Yeah, the IFL. Um, it's it's. Uh, I think you can. That's a pretty easy connection for me because that's Deroy Simon. Maybe making a connection with Emmanuel Arsenault, being that Deroy Simon is now the Elks' assistant general manager, and uh, he would know Manny very very well. I mean, the last time we saw Manny was with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in 2019. I believe he only caught one touchdown pass, and that was against Edmonton uh, in, a, in a game in late October. You know, he's more of a possession-type receiver. You know, he's probably – this one makes more sense to me than Darius Bowman because I'm not really sure where this one is going to go other than we know he's in shape probably at his age, but we're not sure how effective he can be for 18 games. For Manny Arsenault, like, he's not going to get by anyone, but he's tough, and he'll fight for balls, and uh, he'll be a good possession receiver for, you know, whoever is a starting quarterback for – for the Elks uh, this season. So that makes a little more sense. But, you know, when you look at it more from a global perspective, it's, you know, like, where does Darius Bowman fit? Where does Emmanuel Arsenal fit? And it's only January the 26th. And we are 13 days away from free agency. And we don't know what will happen between now and then. And we don't know what will happen once we're into free agency past February the 8th. But, you know, two veterans as well. I think that that always helps. And, you know, when you're in the situation that the Elks are in where they're coming off a disastrous season and they're trying to reclaim the confident trust of the fan base, and I'll tell you that like moves like this do shake it a little bit today because it is a little confusing. And, um, you know, hopefully soon we'll hear what the explanation is from, from Chris Jones on these moves. But, you know, it does kind of bring some credibility to, to the organization. I've got two players that have been there, done that, even though they're at the age that they are and they can – they can bring instant credibility and respect uh, on and off the field. But it's going to be very interesting. But, you know, again, this uh, this puzzle is not yet completed for the 2022 season when it comes to the Edmonton Elks. Yeah, just it's just interesting to see these these names popping up to, today. And I mean, and who knows? I mean, they're going to get a chance, obviously. So we'll see. Uh, but, you know, Chris Jones, what do we say about Chris Jones? He finds guys. He finds yeah. guys. And it's interesting, and people can go to the Elks website, obviously, or, or our story on 630Ched.com. Uh, it's about a dozen players uh, brought in today. Yeah. And I just want to throw these, and I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about these players, but I'm going to throw out some numbers here. All defensive linemen, Matthew Wilkerson, six foot six, Daniel Ross, defensive lineman, six foot five, Calvin Taylor, defensive lineman, six foot nine. Oh, I wonder what Jones is looking for on the D line. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beef size. Yeah, the guys to bully, 
voice uh, the people across from him, right? You look at the old lineman he's brought in, you know, and uh, that's a big reason why he brought Tony Washington back because he, you know, he likes the size and the attitude. And you look at the receivers that have, you know, have been brought in, other than the veterans that were brought in today. I mean, he's signing receivers that are are long, right? And uh, you look at the quarterbacks that he's bringing in. Well, they have the ability to run, right? So. You can only have two quarterbacks on the roster right now. I don't know what it'll look like after the CBA is all completed for 2022 and beyond. But, you know, right now you can only address two. So if you want to get a third quarterback, you have to put him on the roster somewhere. But you know what Chris Jones likes? That, you know, that change of pace running quarterback. And that's what he signed uh, already with a couple of guys, you know, Khalil Tate and, uh, you know, Kyle Loxley. And there's uh, there's a couple others as well that uh, could be, could be factors. So yeah, he likes uh, you know he likes guys that are long. And you know, I didn't mention Caleb Holly, but he's six foot four. He's got four years of CFL experience. Uh, I hope his hands have caught up because that's been the biggest issue with Caleb Holly. But yeah, he's going to look at Bowman. I mean, he's not he's not going to be the go across the middle and kind of take the hit guy. I don't think right now at his age. But you know, he's he's tall and he's long, and so is Manny Arsenault. So. There's a certain type of uh, player that Chris Jones wants. He wants tough, and he wants athletic, and, and he wants playmakers. Dave, before I let you go, I, I just want to get a, a personal thought on uh, Michael Riley, who retired earlier this week. Man, uh, you know, there's there's some retirements that you just go, oh man, that's that's going to be tough. It's not, you know you. You know, we're going to miss seeing that guy or watch that player play. This one hits more personal for sure. Uh, you know, I, I think we kind of expected this was a real possibility. Uh, you know, Michael went to BC under, you know, certain assurances. I mean, his GM at the time was at Hervey. They thought they were going to have a good football team, and they were lousy at 19, and they weren't much better this year, even though it was a good start. He's been beat up a lot. Uh, he's had some personal uh, you know, tragedies as you know, his mom Rhonda passed away last year. Um, you know, he's a great father, great husband to Emily and the girls, and um, it's uh, it's you know, I've been thinking about a lot of Mike Riley. And the the one thing I know about Mike Mike, Mike Riley is uh, how much he likes to, you know, he, I used to throw him stats all the time, and he you know he kind of cringed at me, but it turn into a little game like what stat can I throw at him that he'll kind of bite on and usually he bit on it but then he threw it back at me and, and had some sort of quip so he busted my chops several times and we had a lot of fun that way but a true professional true warrior true, true warrior true leader toughest guy I've ever seen play um, I've never seen a player will a team more than Michael Riley and uh, this league is going to miss him immensely and uh you know, I think all of us got to say thank you. Thank you, Mike, for just some wonderful memories for six seasons because I think he is a, just a tremendous person, tremendous individual. I know the debate has been out there. Is he Hall of Fame worthy? Is he a Wall of Honor worthy? Yes and yes. Thank you, Michael Riley. Well said. Dave, thanks for the update, man. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. I'm confused, but we'll try and figure this out, okay? <laughs>
That's Dave Campbell checking in, uh, going over the additions of uh, Bowman and Arsenal and some very big gentlemen along the defensive line for the Edmonton Elks. Yeah, going to be interesting to see how that uh, plays out. You, of course, can always get in touch, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed Professional Grade Building Materials. It's also the Can Ham line. <laughs> Alan, what do we have? Oh, man, uh, lots of canned hams going out on the lines tonight. Uh, going back to our previous segment, here, Vic texts in and says, Craig McTavish, the solid voice of reason. Relax, fans. All right. Uh, and we've also got a anonymous text on the line here. But they love the idea of giving the player who scores the first goal in the game a canned ham or two. Make it so. We'll work on it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Andy, the carpet guy, texts in tonight says he likes what he saw last night from Canucks goalie Spencer Martin. Fifth string goalie, cheap buy for Holland. Well, I don't know about fifth string, but uh, anyways, that's what he liked. He liked uh, Spencer Martin's play last night for Vancouver. Well, a couple of really good performances by Spencer Martin. We had a caller after the game saying, should the Oilers try to trade for him? Uh, He's going to be an unrestricted free agent in the summer. And two really good games. I, I still often say this, and, and I know there are Cinderella stories on the Jordan Binningtons of the world. I would still say to you, there's a reason he's been in the American Hockey League, you know, for most of his pro career. Um, you know, if you got a goalie like that, then, then I would still think you're probably looking more to the future than a savior for this season. Uh, Kostinen's had a couple good games. I, I think Skinner's going to get a chance to play. I got to tell you, everybody, I have no idea when Mike Smith is going to play. I, I mean, th- this thumb thing doesn't seem like it would be long-term, but a few days ago, Dave Tippett still said he's he's not close. So, you know, and, and we know what happened the, the last time Smith was uh, out before Christmas. He didn't come back till late, to, or when he was out in October, he didn't come back until just after Christmas. Oilers and Predators tomorrow. We'll talk to Hel- Hal Gill about what's going on with the Predators. Uh, they're doing really well. I can tell you that. They got a great defenseman. They got a great goaltender. And they got some guys who can score. And uh, more from you if you want to chime in 780-496-0063. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.